Okay, so we're in launch season in the online coaching industry. Now, that means that there's a lot of masterclasses, a lot of webinars out there for your audience to attend. Lots of boot camps, lots of challenges. Some of you I know attended my boot camp. What a blast that was. I absolutely had the best time delivering four days of training. If any of you missed that boot camp and you want to catch up on the replays, just drop me a DM. This is the Building Online Sales Success Podcast, helping you to build, market, and sell your offers online. I'm Rachel Howarth, and I'll be sharing the strategies that are allowing me and my clients to create online success. Sales can be easy, not sleazy. And in this show, you'll get to see behind the curtain and discover the sales secrets that will create the impact, income, and freedom that you have been dreaming of. It's time to stop doubting yourself and start creating the business that you truly deserve. It is launch season and I know that a number of clients right now are planning to run a webinar or a masterclass for their audience. And at the end of that webinar or masterclass, they're going to be inviting their audience to book a call, to buy a program, to buy a course, to join a group coaching container. And if that's you, this episode is absolutely one that you're going to want to download and come back to because I'm going to be running you through a high conversion structure for a masterclass. Now, every time I say masterclass, I kind of pull into the same section or the same criteria, a webinar, a workshop, you know, they're kind of the same things, you know, the the difference is not really relevant for what I'm sharing with you. So when I say masterclass, I mean all of the above, yeah? And this structure that I'm going to share with you will cover all of those things and it will really help you to improve the flow, improve the experience for the audience but most of all, improve your conversion rate. So before I get into the way to structure a masterclass, you might wonder, well, what is a typical conversion rate? As a general rule, I would say aim for a 10% conversion rate. If it's your first masterclass, you might get slightly less than that. If you've done masterclasses before and you're very confident and very, you know, committed to the conversion that you want to get at the end and you really put everything you've got into delivering a great experience for the audience, then you may get as high as 15 to 20 percent. Okay, I have had masterclasses convert at that level, especially when the audience has been a particularly warm audience. Okay, so a typical conversion rate is about 10 percent. The other thing you need to think about with masterclasses is your show up rate. Now, industry average is about 30 to 40 percent show up rate. So for every 100 people that register, 30 to 40 will show up and you can drive that show up rate by engaging with your audience after they've opted in, talking to them about the content that you are going to be sharing during the session, getting them excited, talking about the benefits, talking about how it's going to help them and making sure that they've scheduled out their diary, they've saved down the Zoom details, you know, they've got it marked in the calendar so that you have the best chance of getting that high show up rate. Because obviously you can't sell to an empty room. So you do need people to show up and be present. Okay, now once they've shown up, I'm going to take you through now this structure of a masterclass. 
And of course, if you've got any questions after the podcast, after you've listened to it and you want to ask me, just the best place to DM me is over on my Instagram account, which is at my sales mentor. Just DM me over there with any questions that you've got. Okay, so the optimum time for a masterclass, I would say aim for 40, 45 minutes plus questions. So all in all, end to end, that's about a 60 minute session. Okay. Any longer than that, and I I think you risk people being distracted, people multitasking. Even now, you know, some sometimes people will show up on my masterclasses and you know that they've got, you know, kids in the background, tea's being cooked, the TV's on. There's a lot going on. Okay. So if you aim to do a really long masterclass, then I would suggest making that a paid for session. And I would suggest making sure that you keep the numbers small and you keep it to clients and close contacts so that you get the best chance of people showing up and paying attention. But rule of thumb, aim for 30, um, sorry, not 30, aim for 40, 45 minutes plus questions. Okay, so let's get into the structure for you. So the first part, obviously, you need to welcome people into the session. And that that really is, you know, you bring in your best energy, you you making sure that you set the scene for them. So you probably want to say to them, close down all the other tabs in your laptop, you know, make sure that you really are focused, grab a notepad, grab a pen, have a drink beside you. Make sure that if you're going to show up to learn the content that I'm going to share with you, that you really do show up and you really do pay attention. So welcome people in, be friendly, be open, be energetic. Then you want to take them into what you're covering. And at that point, I would suggest keeping it high level and focused on the benefits for them. Yeah, you don't want to necessarily give them a list of academics. You want to focus on why it's going to help them and keep it really high level. Too much detail. And again, you're going to lose people at the beginning. Next, you might want to give them an incentive for staying till the end. So you might want to allude to the fact that you've got an invitation for them at the end that's um, worth X pounds or dollars, or you might want to give them a bonus or a freebie. You might want to suggest to them a really good reason why they need to stay until the end. I've got notifications coming in. Let me just shut those down for you. So yeah, give them an incentive, tell them at the end that you are going to invite them to work with you and that, you know, it's okay to just take the free training and walk away. But if they want to work with you, there will be an exciting opportunity for them at the end. The next bit you might want to go into is this masterclass is 100% for you if and then give them a list of reasons why it's for them. And in that list of reasons, you would talk about their pain points And you would lead from their pain points to their desired outcome. So you might want to talk about something that they're struggling with right now or what the impact of that struggle is for them. But then say, but there is another way which could look like this. So this masterclass is for you if you're feeling this struggle, but you want this outcome. You then need the piece to build credibility, authority and trust which is who am I? What do I know about this subject? Why am I an expert on this topic? Why should you be trusting my advice? Yeah. And that's where you share your bio. Now, I know that you probably feel that you want to be humble at this point, but you do need to big yourself up, you know, like why are you an expert in that topic? Have you got awards, accolades, endorsements, particular reviews? 
How many clients have you served? What results have you created? Tell people why you're an expert on this topic. And if that sounds a little bit braggy, so what? You're amazing. So be a bit braggy, you know, big yourself up. Because if it doesn't come across like you believe in yourself as an expert in this topic, why should they believe it? Okay, so take the opportunity to lean into your superpower and be a little bit braggy about why you're an expert in this topic. Next, you might want to go into how you might be feeling right now. So I'm going to share with you, you know, like three key points on the topic of X. But on this particular topic right now, you might be feeling like this. And in this section, you want to be empathetic to the struggles, to the challenges, to the obstacles that they're experiencing. You want to use emotive language and you really want to cover off those pain points, the things that have led them to your masterclass. At the point where they saw your masterclass advertised, it spoke to them. That's why they booked in. That's why they registered. So in the title, in the subtitle, in the way that you described it on the opt-in page, you would have talked about their pain points. So you want to reiterate those points now and really reassure them that you understand that people that you've worked with have also felt that way. Maybe you have also felt that way. So be empathetic to the reason why they want to learn more about this topic and what it is that they're trying to move away from. Yeah, the struggle that they're trying to move away from. Now you want to go into the impact that that struggle might be having. So you might want to talk about if you don't fix this thing, this is what it could turn into. So the longer term impacts of having those pain points unattended to. Yeah. Now, what this is going to do is drive urgency and desire and excitement for the fact that they're here on this masterclass with you and they're going to get some solutions. They're going to get some teaching. I would normally also reassure the audience that although I'm really setting the scene and giving them some context up front, that I'm going to cut to the chase quite quickly. You know, nobody wants to be on that masterclass for 30 minutes before they even learn the first thing. Yeah, so make sure that this first introduction piece doesn't go on for too long. Keep it punchy. Don't labor on all the points. Just keep the flow moving forward okay so once you've done the impact that their struggle might be having and what that might look like if it's unsolved for a long period then you need to tell them again you know i would reassure them it's okay that you feel this way i'm going to share with you some tips some tools some techniques to overcome this and to get the outcome that you desire of xyz whatever that is And at the end, I'm going to give you an invitation where you might decide that now is the right time to get some support with this. And if that's the case, I'd love to invite some of you to take me up on an opportunity that I have for you at the end. Okay. now we do need to cut to the chase and get into the teaching. And I would usually suggest that you want to add teaching points somewhere between three and five main points. Now, you don't want to over teach. You know, you don't want to take them into you know, I I usually refer to it as academia. You don't want to take them into lots of theory and and lots of uh, detail. You want to give them some punchy, tangible, actionable, practical tips, things that people can really walk away from the masterclass and do. And at the same time, you want to sow that seed in their head that 
wow, that was a really great tip that Rachel gave me. I wonder what it's like to work with her. You know, like she seems to really know her stuff. You know, maybe I will listen out for this opportunity at the end because this this is really good stuff. This is really going to help me. Yeah, so keep it punchy, keep it actionable. Sorry if you just heard me slurp my water, <laughs> by the way. So yeah, three to five teaching points, no more than that. The other thing you want to do, and this, this could be at the end of those teaching points, or it could be weaved into the teaching points, is to tell some relatable stories. Now, it might be that you tell them a story about when you've used these particular teaching points. It could be that you've used them in your own life or business, or it could be that you've helped some clients recently with these particular teaching points. So you're making it relatable. You're making it feel real for your for your audience. Once you've told a few stories and you've been really relatable and inspiring, you then want to point out that the people that had the results in the stories that you told were just like them. They weren't superhuman. They weren't, you know, special in any way. They were just normal people just like them. And if they could get those results and they could overcome the struggles, the pain points, and they could achieve the outcomes then so can the people here in the masterclass. So can these people. So you're making it really, really real and driving that desire that people, you know, they're going to feel like this is my opportunity to change. You know, I'm sick of this. I'm fed up of feeling like this. And it looks like there's a real possible solution here for me. You know, I'm listening. I'm all ears at this point. You've given them the value. You've told them the stories. Now you're going to share with them some testimonials. So some real outcomes, some real results. Yeah. And the more that you can make this visual, the better. So if you've got a case study where you can include a photograph of a client, you can include the client's name, make it look really genuine, you know, that because there's a lot of people out there sharing testimonials that aren't genuine. Let me tell you, make it look like it is so transparent that your client is so happy with the result that you've been able to help them create that they've given you full control of using their graphic, their image, their photo, their branding, everything, you know, like make it look really special. And I would say, you know, two to three testimonials, you might want to give more, but uh, make sure that it doesn't take up too much time. Otherwise, you might lose the attention of your audience. So definitely share, I would say, at least two or three testimonials. Then you want to start to minimize objections. So some of the typical objections that your audience might have when you invite them to work with you are the usual things of I can't afford it. I don't have access to the to the funds right now. I can't access that kind of money right now. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe I don't have time. Maybe the program doesn't feel like a perfect fit for me. There's going to be all those typical objections that are floating around in people's heads that you want to try and minimize. And there's some real phrases that can help you to minimize objections. So let me let me give you an example. Something like, despite the fact that you're feeling right now that you want the solution, but you can't afford it, I would remind you that and then you you know, pull out one of the facts from the testimonial or a story again that relates to a a previous client. So despite the fact that you're feeling short of time, 
let me remind you that and then you overcome that objection yeah so despite the fact that is a good way to start a sentence that allows you to you know pull out a particular objection and then minimize it another way that you could start that sentence is even though even though you might be feeling that time is very limited right now and you haven't got time to overcome this problem and then you go on to overcome the objection, yeah? So don't wait until you've made the invitation and then the objection comes. Try to minimise it before you even make the invitation. So you've weaved in some stories, you've shared some testimonials, you've reminded them that the people that have had that result are just like them. Then you've squashed their objections by using phrases like despite the feeling that and empowering them. You're not telling them what to buy. You're not telling them what to do. You're inviting them. You're empowering them to make the step. Okay, that's where people um, really do get a bit confused with sales sometimes. Sales is not about persuading or pushing or influencing. It's about inviting and empowering somebody to make the decision for themselves. Okay, those of you that have followed me for a while know that I teach permission-based sales. You know, I come from a from a place of invitation and at putting the control in the buyer's hands because then you know that you're going to have the right clients and they're not just there because, you know, you've you've squeezed them into making the decision. So you minimize the objections, then you want to summarize what the next steps are. You want to signpost your offer. You want to talk about the key results of your offer, the benefits. You don't want to go into all the detail. You want to just go into the high level benefits and signpost the results that they could expect to get if they were to say yes to this offer. Now, in terms of the offer, I would usually say if your offer is below, you know, 800 to 1,000 pounds or dollars, then you could make the offer there and then and expect to get sales directly from the masterclass, you know, there, there and then. I've had people make sales before I've even finished the masterclass, you know, the pings are coming in. But you're not going to get that on a high ticket item. So if you're selling something upwards of 3,000, I would suggest you want to be inviting them to apply or book a call with you. I wouldn't make the pitch there and then on the masterclass. So think about the price of your offer. Think about what feels most appropriate. Okay, so you want to signpost your offer, talk about the benefits and then make a very strong invitation. And when I say strong, I don't mean forceful. I mean, clear, very, very clear. So it could sound like there's an email on its way to your inbox right now with a link to book a call in my diary. What I need you to do is click on that link and book that immediately because there's only so many spaces, you know, like you've only got so much time in your diary. If you've got a scheduler like Calendly linked up to your diary, those spaces could run out really, really quickly. Now, you might want to use scarcity and say that I only have space for six calls. I only have space for 10 calls, depending on how much space you do have. What I would say, though, if you're going to use scarcity, do it with integrity. You know, if don't say you've got six spaces and then accept 20 calls. It's got to feel right for you. If it feels disingenuous for you as you're saying it, it will sound disingenuous when your audience is hearing it. OK, so if you're going to use scarcity, use it with integrity. 
So make that really clear invitation to apply, buy or book a call, depending on the price. And, uh, and then sit back and pat yourself on the back and feel really proud that you have just run a high conversion masterclass. So I hope that was a really useful episode for you. It's probably one of the episodes that I've done that is the most directive, I guess, in terms of teaching and very, very practical tips for you. So you might want to listen back to this with uh, with a notepad and, and with a pen so that you can make some notes. I do have a worksheet on this, which lays it out really, really clearly so if you do want access to that worksheet, drop me a DM over on Instagram and uh, and I will gladly send you the worksheet. Actually, I want to do a shout out. There's two Ashleys that listen to my podcast, Ashley the man and Ashley the girl. So we've got Ashley Leeds. Hello, Ashley Leeds. And we've got Ashley Bishop. Hello, Ashley Bishop. So every week I usually get a comment from both of these Ashleys and they don't know each other. They're completely unrelated. But I get lovely messages from the two of you, really, really supportive messages, which bring a big smile to my face because you're usually able to quote back to me some of the things that I've shared in the podcast, which really tells me that the podcast is helping you. So thank you for that. You know, I really do appreciate that. So I know that both of you, though, listen to the podcast while you're out walking or running, in which case you won't have a pen and you won't have a piece of paper and you won't be able to make notes on how to structure this masterclass. So if you do want a worksheet, just drop me a line and I will send you the worksheet. So thank you to the Ashleys. Thank you to everybody that's here listening. If you think that you know somebody who might benefit from listening to the Building Online Sales Success podcast, please feel free to share it. I'd love to get it out there to more people and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. So that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If growing your business is a big priority right now and you'd like to get my feedback on how you could move forward with bigger and faster success, then take part in my free personal assessment. It's called Next Best Opportunity and I get back to you within three days of you answering 20 questions about your business and goals and I give you my tailored feedback. If that sounds like something that you would like to do, then just click the link below in the show notes or head over to my Instagram and have a chat with me in the DMs over there. 